with those words. N word. Whoa, whoa. Now I'm I'm back in. Now I'm in. <laughs> now I'm in. <laughs> He's back in. All right. Uh, I am very excited. Rick, you okay? Sorry about that. That's all right. You got stuck. We there. got a prehistoric table Ta- down here. Yeah, this here. table's ridiculous. Um, I'm excited to, that we have a, an amazing guest tonight. Welcome to the Comedy Store Podcast. I'm Eleanor Kerrigan. I'm Rick Ingram. And we have the great Brody Stevens. Are we? Are we even sure we're recording? Yeah, he gave me the thumbs up. Oh, okay. Yes, we are recording. <laughs> you got Perfect. it. Perfect. Here he is, Stephen Brody Stevens. Yes. The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. I keep my head down on podcasts. I don't Why? Make, I don't like to make eye contact. With I like anyone? Undercover. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I, I intimacy issues on podcasts. You wear the bill of your hat like a hip hop artist. Have what? you always done it that way? Has it always been flat? No. I well, th- since the audio on this thing, my audio is like fine, and now I can't hear anything. Oh, your audio went out in your headphones. Yeah. Should we just lose the headphones? Brett said. Eh. Yeah, it's it's not. So well, it's good recording, on so that's. Well, that it's like I got a short in my headphones. Um, <laughs> this hat I wear. I think flat brims are kind of funny. You know, they actually look pretty good. I wouldn't okay. if I was playing baseball, like sure. actually still on a team. I wouldn't wear a flat brim. Right. I would work, curve work it. it. Yeah. I curve yeah. it. Yeah. But for comedy purposes or that sort of thing, I keep it flat. And a lot of them, they come flat anyway. Right. They all come flat. But, None well, of them. I mean, very rarely do they come. My favorite baseball Swish. hat look was the Pete Rose style. Okay. Hat barely worked in, <laughs> resting a, gently on top of the he head. He had a big head. Bro. Yeah. Like, he had a giant I don't even head. know why he put it on. It, it was just always, it looked like. A slight breeze could blow it off his head. Uh, not Charlie he was, Hustle. He, and could, he, was he could do no wrong. Chasing 15 year old Poon, and that hat <laughs> was going to fly off. Well, I mean, if you can wear uh, a hat like it's and it's a flat brim and you got it up high, it's like a top hat. Now it's fashionable. It's, oh, it's, uh, yeah. it's like stylish. like a high priest almost. Yeah, that, okay. exactly. So I like that. the higher I wear my, my cap, I get it up there. It's, it's kind of funny. And sure. wearing a top hat's funny, so why not combine a baseball? I like that. and a top hat, and then also you know with comedy, <laughs> being on stage, you want them to see your eyes. So I do try yes. to True. keep it up a little bit to, so they could see my eyes. And I've only become a hat guy. I mean, if I am, just you know, typical balding issues. Oh, okay. oh, well, right. you should use our uh, forhims.com. We have a. Oh okay. really? Yeah, we, we have a sponsor, an and they have some great rock hard boner and you can get all flowing of hair. Yeah. Don't, don't mix up the two. Don't put the rock hard boner cream <laughs> you, on the you head. You get both. Okay. Ooh, that, yeah, that would make your hair stiff. That, Is that what would happen? A good, that's an East Coast look. But I'll okay. perform without a hat on. It's, I'm not, I'm not Rudy, like you can't see me without nice a hat looking guy. man. Oh, Wow. I don't is, this know a, why. is this a romance podcast? <laughs> We're changing yeah, it, it. We are. It's what's a that? Doctor Love commented on that. Yeah, I've been on this before. I know you have, but we got interrupted by Dice. I will not answer his phone call this time. I would. He's doing things. <laughs> you never know. 
I remember and he started interviewing you and he was just asking you all the wrong questions. It was amazing. He didn't realize you were a pitcher. That yeah, was the main he, thing. He, kept he thought you were what your a batting batter. average was. I thought he knew that I pitched, I guess not. He doesn't really pay attention. I think he knew that you pitched. I'm not sure he knows that pitchers don't bat. That's a fact. I would hit in high school I was a good hitter. I hit I hit home runs. Like I had a good strong swing when I connected, but mm. I, I didn't put the time into hitting. Because you want to save your arms. I want to save my arms, and I was just a pitcher. You know, pitchers. You're focusing. Most yeah. pitchers think like pitchers. Most hitters think like hitters. It's rare that you get one that does both, like right. Otani with the Angels, the, yeah. the Japanese kid. He does both, and I think there's some newer players coming up. Yes, but that do both. I, I am a, like when people would see me, they would go, you look like a pitcher. I've always looked like a pitcher, mm-hmm. so um, Dice didn't see that. He's apparently. not a he's not uh, into sports at all. Zero. I saw him at the batting cage, you know, many years ago. Oh, sure, he was probably flirting with somebody working there. No, he was hitting. I think the he cage. married that girl. He was hitting. Does she work there? <laughs> yes. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. No way. Valerie, his ex-wife, used Wait, to work there. Valerie worked at the Sherman. Oh, yes. now it all makes sense. It's starting to make yeah. more sense. Okay, good. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to take some just... swings. Oh, this yeah. is what I do. I'm, bats... a, I'm a jock. Yeah, he bats like John Travolta in Greece. Like, it's not. Yeah, it wasn't that great. No. <laughs> Trust oh, me. this is all. See? It's all coming together Everything's now. for the poot nanny when it and, comes and to then... Is that the right word? Poot nanny. Poot nanny. I should probably ask Dice about this, and I, I, I did tweet it out where he. Uh, Knew that I knew Bradley Cooper. Absolutely, yeah. They t- he talks very highly of you. But he didn't know Speaks Bradley Cooper, no. right? But he knew that Bradley Cooper liked him. He heard that somewhere. So I was. I mean, were you the one that told him, or? Yeah, I think he said I was gonna. I just came across Zach or Bradley Cooper, and Dice said Zach to Galifianakis say, is also a big fan of Brody Stevens. I mean, know, who isn't? To be well, honest, there, there, but, um, yes, there are some. There's a lot. <laughs> a lot. There's a lot. Are you kidding? No, that aren't aren't no, against that me. Are fans? I no, think no, there's no, some no, no, no. who aren't. I think there's a lot who may not be. Oh, I don't. But we keep it positive. You, you have enemies. Of I the don't state believe now. they exist. Uh, they're out. Soros there. is trying to shut Brody down. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's got a uh, caravan going down Ventura Boulevard. Okay. <laughs> Dodge caravan. There you go. It's a good car. It's a stick shift. <laughs> you got it. So, so you do. But here's the thing. Like speaking of big fans, Todd Phillips, who wrote Hangover and all that, is a huge fan of yours. Yeah, and he also collaborated with Bradley on this uh, A Star Is Born. Wait, Todd th- collaborated on that. He may yeah. have threw some. He may have thrown something in. Yeah. He's also directing the new Batman Joker movie. And yeah, I would have been nice to have been in that. You know, it's funny. It you would have been a good Joker. Yeah, Ooh. or just something, or I could have re, you know, henchman. I could have done re, got my officer folds from the Hangover. Bring it back. Yes, brought him back like an Easter egg. Oh, Easter like eggs come back. But, but I'll tell you what, I should have Jesus that comes back, not the egg. Okay, okay. I should have. Here's the, the deal. Jesus or the egg? The oh, old, I got what, you. What came okay. first? I should have followed up on with Todd Phillips because I don't know three years ago maybe mm-hmm. when Undateables on N- NBC with Chris D'Elia. Oh, they yeah, were yeah. taping, and they shot over at Warner Brothers. Okay. So I did the pre-show Periscope for NBC's. I did it for the TV show. but So I was over at the Warner Brothers set every week of the taping, and then I wandered around. I wandered around on the Warner Brothers lot, and Hangover, Warner Brothers, 
And mm-hmm. I knew that Todd had an office there. I, had, I, I think I remember he had an office at Warner Brothers. So I was just like snooping around and I went into Green Hat Films. That's Todd Phillips's production yeah. company. And he was in there. And I talked to Todd and I talked to his assistant and he was saying, you know, big fan, of course, like, but this is like three years ago. He says, I see your name at the comedy store, you know, don't be shy, you should call me. <gasps> and I didn't, you know, I probably didn't follow up on it. And now I'm not in the new. But you can movie. still follow up on it, bro. You're still here. You're still killing it. You're still No, great, but it's things so. like that. You know, you talk about how you're saying, oh, everybody loves you, which is, mm-hmm. you know, people do like you, but yeah. it's also a business it's also human nature it's also being a good person and yeah. putting that energy out that's my problem <laughs> yes well i've never been a good person <laughs> i'm not about to start trying <laughs> you're a good well, person you just don't like people good friend bad person that's how i look but at that's it. how this town is a lot of it is generating that energy and i feel also following up following up on things but i've had some i think in my life career maybe a couple times where i pushed it yeah. too much maybe and people like maybe i pushed it too much or I, I got sensitive about possibly pushing so i've kind of reined it in and i think i've i've missed some opportunities trying to play it cool maybe yeah. as opposed to like asking pushing right. generating that push believe generating you. I mean, i've never been able to ask people yeah it's hard it makes i've been feel doing like it a fraud it's true i've been doing it lately though and i've gotten a lot of no's and i'm like oh really hurts but people are like yeah you get a lot of no's but when you get that yes That's so I mean, but I, i'll let you know what are we, go. i don't even know what are we supposed to be asking i don't know Do you just, just ask like hey can i can you be put in me? something? No, no, like it's not Todd asking. Phillips. It's not asking. It's staying in touch. Staying. That's in what touch. I'm saying. Staying in there. Showing your face. Putting right. out. Hey man, um, how are you? I put sending out. a text. Mm-hmm. Showing, going, going to that little party. Yeah, I don't if have. You have to. I don't yeah. have. I, I don't have any invites and or numbers to contact. It's, it's shaking hands, kissing babies, kind of political. It really it's is. Uh, there, yeah. It really is part of. The, is that like showing up, saying yes to things. But it does get harder, and I think uh, the more you don't do it, it gets hard. You just got to, like, be in it. Yeah. You got to, like, get in and build it up and, and, and generate. It is an energy. Yeah. And you'd be surprised town. about how many fans you have out there because there's people, like, I'm hitting up. I'm like, oh, this girl's never going to know who the hell I am or this person at this. But And then I hit them up, and they're like, oh, my God, we listened to the Comedy Store podcast, or I stayed late night and saw you at in the OR, you know what I mean? Do you know this person? I, I met with these girls from Funny or Die. They knew every person in here. They did. Every person in this club because they come all the time and they watch. So are you so are you on... are you asking for something specifically or are you just oh, saying no, I hello? Just, I was just meeting with them. I had a meeting with them a couple weeks ago yeah. and I pitched some ideas and they liked a lot of them but they're, you know, just kind of working it out so then we had drinks. You know, it's like oh. this ongoing bs thing you know i i also shot a pilot in april and still i don't you know i don't know what's that's the whole thing it's a waiting game it's like but i still keep in t- contact with everybody i'm like hey i'm still here but you're on the road <laughs> with dice people oh, know yes, true, you go true, on the road true. with dice i would just like hitch my trailer to dice not not in uh, terms of like that confidence knowing that you're out there with dice like i go out on the road with david spade 
I go out on the road with David Spade. It's like, oh, I, yes. I like that you said that twice. I, don't, I'm, I'm, I know. I'm saying like sometimes. Okay, maybe I'm overdoing it. There. Sometimes it echoes in greatness. But I'm saying the dice stuff. Dice is hot. Dice is hot, right? And now. that's a good person to be associating with. So I'm saying, like, when you walk into a room, you're Eleanor. You should your confidence should be shining own. out. Yeah, but you I know, also have my own thing. Go ahead. Too. I opened for Dice in uh, 2003, <laughs> yes. that and is a fact. Uh, there wasn't a lot going on. Look, you could go that route also. Should I have stayed on board, kept well, forcing myself into the situation? I'm not saying force yourself. I'm saying have a belief. Like when I walk on the stage here at the Comedy Store, for example. Yeah. Or I would say maybe other clubs too, but it's yeah, like but this I'm is from. Your home. It's my home, but it's 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 a hard club to perform at at times, but. I, I know that I'm from the Valley. I'm, or maybe you're on the road. I, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. Sure. Maybe you do another club and you feel like, you know, I can do this. I'm from the comedy store. That's kind of what I That's mean. That's true. So yeah. it's like when you go, when you're putting that aura out there, even at tweeting something, putting something out of the universe, you're Eleanor. How many people go on the road with dice? Uh, right many. now. Not many. Just me and wheels. So maybe you guys yeah. have something to do with him do, doing his stuff. And that that's that's what I'm saying. Like you got to like get that little confidence, self, and just believe it. Though, yeah, it's not necessarily. I I can't tell you like specifically like. No, but you're right. I sometimes if I get negative though, I do try to channel Brody and be positive and push and believe. Like all those things easy. you say, I said that helps a lot of people. But I'm just telling you what I went through. Like when I when I when my friends started moving out here, when I lived in New York and the, these guys started moving out here to Los Angeles and working on these TV shows, I felt like I'm working on those shows. Those guys are like with me. I started with them. Like they have my energy on those shows. Sure. So I had like that kind of, maybe it's delusional, maybe. No. I don't know what it was, but I felt like I had some kind of connection with that. Something to do with it. Yeah. But, and, Absolutely. And, and I wouldn't I wouldn't put it into words. I wouldn't... And, and sometimes even with the baseball stuff, I feel like I'm around those guys, and I knew that I had – because I've, I've I, heard them – yes, go ahead. Didn't you help the Cubs break their curse and win the World Series a couple years ago? Well, I was around it. I'm not okay. sure I, I broke I, – I don't think I broke the curse, but I kept uh, – you know, Joe Madden liked having me around. Yeah. You know, Tommy Lasorda with the Dodgers, he'd always have Don Rickles and comedians. Right. And even with uh, – I mean, a lot of teams have – like celebrities or special people that get Absolutely. to be around spring training. Sure. Even even at some of the major league, you know, or the regular season. I remember like Charlie Pride, you, you know him? He's mm-hmm. a country singer, uh, African-American guy. He's older now, but he has a locker with the Texas Rangers. People oh, don't realize wow. he played double-A baseball, but he could always go to Texas, and he always had a place there. So right. I – have I maybe in a couple different teams I filled that role a little bit like a team comedian, but I also played. That's the thing. Like I played, I know baseball. I'm not like yeah. just some goofy guy. I know baseball. Sure. We were just working at the Tempe Improv, right, right there yeah. next to Arizona, yep. and all you think about is Brody. Right. That's all I could think about. Well, and you were there too. More importantly, got to watch Brody attack the audience. That's how I'm going to phrase it for not respecting the fact that you were an Arizona State pitcher. How <laughs> dare they? And more importantly, they were they were loving Brody, but Brody didn't feel like they he were... was getting the appropriate amount of love. Well, I'm not feeling it much recently. I mean, and, and you oh, can, really? I, well, no, just No, I'm asking because I feel like I'm in a slump. I feel like my 
No, I think while my I'm changing some things in my life, some of my diet and some of my supplements and things like that. So I'm more of like an even keel thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not pushing. I'm not I don't it's like I'm not pushing so much. I'm trying to stay mellow. And right. I feel better. I'm happier. I don't have brain fog. But I like that. I go up on stage and I don't feel like I'm some great entertainer guy. I feel that I can generate it's all this energy because sure. I think it was like on maybe some of the medications I was taking. I'm not saying I was cheating or anything like that, but I definitely feel more mellow and focused and grounded now, which only tells me that I just need to write more jokes Yeah, because the crowd still like me. Yeah, they, they liked you. So I just have to write jokes and and build up my confidence again, but it's not easy. It's like I would take that pill. I was on a you know an antidepressant oh. for a while. And it's like a buffer. It's a little bit of a, uh, it, it could be a crutch. So I'm just getting used to being even. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I feel I feel like my old self, pre-comedy. Yeah. I feel like my Reseda high school days, Arizona State baseball days. Sure. But I wasn't a comedian. I wasn't a performer. So mm. I'm a little. You're nuts. mixing the worlds now. Yeah, I'm mixing the worlds. I mean, but we'll see. I'm not. I'm not saying that I won't go back to an antidepressant. I mean, there's no shame in that. No, of course not. But I, I do, should be on a slew of them. I I'm do not. feel pretty good, even though my mood is down. But to be in this business and to be a comedian and to constantly push, I could see why people do. Ha- you have to have some. I mean. People say, you know, show business is difficult, comedy is difficult, and it's crazy. And when you, like, quote-unquote, sober up and you look at it and you go, yeah, it could be. So I'm going through a little bit of that, but also have to say, you know what? Write some jokes, do that, and do the other things also. But this is more like stand-up-wise. Yeah. You know, like, do I feel like an entertainer? Like, why do do I want to... Why would they put their confidence in me? You just have to believe it or you just have to write the jokes. Yeah. See what happens. But you said, like, people like me. I know people like me. Uh, it was just, you know, I, I very rarely get out of town. So this is like the first road show I've done in a year and a half or something. And uh, But you went up before me on the first show and you were crushing. There was some girl shouted out that you're sexy. <gasps> Uh, Delicious, Brody. He, yeah, he did great. And then he came off stage, and the host went up there, and I was waiting to go up, and he was like, "They're terrible." <laughs> and I was like, "I love that because uh-huh. I, I just watched them love you, but just well, because they like us doesn't mean they're not terrible." Well, I felt <laughs> terrible in a sense that these they weren't there to see me necessarily. They were there to see a show. They were nice, but, but they you're were part they of were the show. they. They were Arizona nice. They were kind of conservative. They were. They were. And that's what they I'm loved, saying. They were loving some Trump. So, but they were all right with with shitting on them, which for me is glorious. Right. <laughs> they uh, they were very good about taking jokes. But it just reminded me, just specifically performing there the other night, that Tempe Improv. It reminded me of when I was in college there. Yeah. Not feeling that energy. I did, yeah. and, and that's, and it could be a conservative thing. It could be me being Jewish. It was just a lot of stuff coming back to me, and yeah. it also could be from like, hey, you don't, 
you know, I got to have more jokes or I have to have my joke. I can't just rely on some crazy in the moment energy guy. But maybe it's because you're not desert trash like okay. a lot of them were. Uh, interesting that you point that I out. I mean, yeah. They they did ask if we would come back and do a one-nighter. They did? So Perfect. You might want to take that back. I, I would never take it back. Maybe Brody will come with us. But it I'll just do, reminded me. With the stand-up of... live, Casey, that manager, uh, said, let's come you know, we would, I would love for you and Rick to come Let's to a one-nighter, but we'll make Brody come with us. You got it. No, I mean, I did. I did stand up live the night the night before. I had oh, a good, okay. I had a good set. Sure. Um, and again, I'm dealing with. Uh, you know, everybody's doing sober October. I took it to another level. I'm com- I'm pharmaceutical free. Okay. For wow. four months, wow. I am stone even. Right. Do I you, am flat. What? So you smoke weed or you don't? Oh yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that okay. that's no. That he said stoned count. even, so yeah. I was like, so that he, he, balances it. What out. made you decide to to go pharmaceutical free? Was there a thing that made you go? You know what? I just gotta clean out Get my rid system. Of this. Well, here's the deal. Uh, I didn't do anything like on my own. I kind of did it on my own a little bit. I just was I didn't initially I, I the side effects of having medications your body just feels a little different you could feel a little sluggish you could sure. feel yeah you're urinating in the middle of the night and you know and then also to be honest just hearing talks of all these like people committing certain crimes and they're always like connected to an antidepressant they were on an antidepressant you yeah. know I, I I don't I, I, I like made me like want to stay away from that I was like just the bad press from People being on Lexapro or Prozac or whatever—not to say that's bad, but a uh, lot of these of... crazy guys. You were getting the—you were about to rob a bank. Okay. You were feeling it. You—you you had like already this. worked out the plot. No, no. no okay. I, but it if was, you ever get there, you call me. No, I'm, I'm good. Okay. okay. Oh, to rob a bank? Yeah. Oh, you're down. Yeah, I'm oh, down. Gonna say you'd like lend me a couple bucks. No, oh, no, no, no. no. We'll actually rob, we'll the, rob the, bank. the bank. We'll help you rob the bank. For sure. We want to see how these well, prison I mean, systems work. I, I live even... right down the street from where they had the North Hollywood Bank That's of America the bank shootout. That's oh. the one. That's why I chose Bank of America, because of that shootout. That was great publicity. The, the North Hollywood show is Bank of America. You mean Legendary. that's what you were going to rob, or that's where you had that your That is responsible money. for the militarization of police forces. There you go. That's they were out done. That fight? Oh, that, wow. That robbery, because they had semi-automatic rifle assault rifles and the police showed so up the with pistols were, uh, that was a wild day i was in new york watching that my dad was still alive and he was uh he was by? in north hollywood oh no my dad went to north hollywood high school so that yeah it's right up on laurel canyon where all that went down and um wow what's the cross street on that bank how long ago was that too it was like 90 i, I remember it but i was in kansas still i was like here 97 98 yeah, something like some, that i was um, in high school like victory north of victory oh, okay yeah because i remember being here but between van it owen seemed so far away from us like now i go Not everywhere really. it's right there you're absolutely right but back then i wasn't a comic i didn't do that i stayed right in this area right if I, maybe if i had an audition over there i was like oh shit i better leave the day before you know to me that was like a whole world away yeah but now as a comic you go everywhere so i'm like oh that's right around the corner it's right around the corner <laughs> and uh whatever but, just uh, stuff happens point and... is we could pull it off yes that's there back, you go. Of us, back to that yeah get yes. the money we don't need to be calling people and yes. staying in their mind because right. we're going to be rich as 
Fuck. Uh, you got it. Direct like deposit. <laughs> no, I think the other night, getting back to the me at the Tempe show, because yeah. the night before uh-huh. I did a good I had a good set at the uh stand, stand up, up live. live. Yeah. Had a good set and then and I was getting laughs. Sure. Maybe I wasn't doing setup punch. I was getting laughs and I was yeah. doing my my thing. And then some guy at the end, oh, you didn't make me laugh. Some guy like right in the front row. And it was like, oh, really? it just like set me off. See, that's the type of person, I don't understand why it's a crime if we just curb stomp that guy. No, I don't think it is. Oh, you can. If someone's just, like last night in the In Arizona, room, they wouldn't press well, charges. Arizona California. California, they might. Last yeah, night I was in the main room and uh, I was doing my thing. And uh, I, I made some, I said something about Trump having an orange penis and the group of Canadians, okay. like, l- audibly, they gasped. gasped. Yeah, and uh, and they were Canadian. They were Canadian. I, I'd watched them all cheer about being Canadian. Like there was like twenty five of them. Yeah, I go, oh great! Now the Canadians are upset because I'm talking about presidential penises, and it's probably <sighs> making you guys sit back there and go, "Geez, I wonder what color Trudeau's vagina is." Yes, you got and it. Ricky's on it, man. This one I like guy. That. This one guy just. For some reason, he just got super upset about it. And then he starts going, fuck you. And he's giving me the double birds, like the middle finger means anything in 2018. Right. And then I start, are you giving me the finger? You think that matters at all? Oh, I forgot. It's 1985 in Canada, you nice. fucking loser. Yes. Someone get Gary a helmet. And this guy just keeps getting angrier. And he's just like, shut up. And then I see security talk to him. I'm like, leave him alone. He's just a poor Canadian guy who forgot his fucking helmet. And then I just kept beating That's down awesome. on him. And he was so mad. But, you, you know. you. Well, you what are they going to do? They're Canadian. Yeah, exactly. You accuse their, their prime minister or whatever. So you're down on him, too. Fuck that guy. He's a, he's a weird, not a weirdo, but. He uh, likes Trump. No, he doesn't. Trudeau? That's what they said. No, he doesn't. Hate in him. Canada, uh, these guys that were like, well, it, it, this is what they said. They said he's afraid of Trump. Yeah, Trudeau's afraid of Trump. Afraid of Trump. Yeah. But secretly he likes him Maybe. because the economy is booming. Sure. But Trudeau is a, you know, he's one and of the guys. All, we don't say mom and dad. We don't say right. yeah, him. He's a little all that bit of PC an odd, bullshit. Yeah. He's an odd he's a little fruitcake is really what's going on. I mean, exactly. I think, I think everybody a- across the board is like, can we stop with the PC stuff? Right? Is that something that across people the board? Are, they aren't. We are. I don't they know. should be, but they aren't. There's still a ridiculous amount of people who are just... They just care so much about the dumbest Every, shit in the, the world. So how do you shit. how do you avoid hearing them complain? You just hear them complain and then you ridicule them endlessly for it. <laughs> That's the key. But where are you okay, hearing okay. it on the news, on Twitter, you at you a see comedy it everywhere? Club, he just heard it at, at a live. Mall. But he, it just happened to him at a live yeah, I mean, comedy show. Okay, so yeah, yeah. That's somebody I, who I put see, their neck out and and uh, started yeah. speaking up and deserves it to be. I see off. people's faces when I make fun of certain groups of people or say certain words, and deep down they don't really give a shit, but they think that they should give a shit. Exactly, that's right. my problem with everyone. It's no, no one is genuine. Them. Everyone yeah. is just on some stupid bandwagon, acting like they're a better person because they don't say retard or whatever <laughs> it is. My point is just you don't really care about that because it's retard. You're not a, yeah, that's you're why. not a better person because you you think. 
saying certain words is inappropriate or making fun of certain groups of people. Yeah, that's not going to get them into heaven, and I feel like they believe. Yeah, that's I, I mean, happen. I think there are harsh words. I don't. I retard. Which words I don't you? have. I don't have a problem with somebody saying the retard. And I point out, like I would never call someone with mental disabilities a retard. No, but I respect I, them. Usually. I do think you should be able to say something or someone is retarded if they're acting like an idiot. Yeah, it's a, it's a just. Uh, yeah, we didn't make the word up. Yeah. Somebody else did. They just taught it to us. It's just like, a figure. It's a figure of speech. Yeah. There's certain words like yeah, that one's not gonna like not gonna lose it over. That doesn't. I'm a good barometer for bad words. I think. Okay. The N word is pretty. You don't curse at obviously, all. Obviously, you can't. Um, I do curse occasionally. I was just like growing up. I knew like I got in trouble for cursing around my dad okay. one time. So it was like that was it. Not gonna curse. I would curse around my friends. I'd curse around baseball. Oh yeah, you have to in baseball. Um, right? It was just normal to curse in baseball. Yeah. And then when I did comedy up in Seattle, because mm-hmm. I did cable access up there, a lot of that. Got to keep you, it clean. Well, you well. No, you can do whatever you want. Oh, That's a thing. Access. That was a yeah. thing. You could say whatever you want. So I felt like in, instead of like being like everybody else and saying the F word, I'm not going to say the F word. And then Tana, who was my friend, oh, the yeah, Samoan yeah, guy, yeah, I remember he him. was like not into cursing. He's just, I just don't curse. We just don't. I'm, I'm a Mormon Samoan upbringing. We don't curse. And it was like funny to not curse. Right. So that's kind of where it came out of. Yes, I didn't curse around my dad because I got in trouble as a kid, and that was kind of like ingrained in me. I would right. curse very rare, R- rarely yeah. in front of my mom. I would never curse in front of my parents. Now I'll slip once in a while, but I still get nervous to yeah. curse in front my of dad, my dad. I, I would. always cursed in my front parents, of your parents. Yeah, they didn't really oh care. Oh my god! I remember at this point I was older, but I was in my early twenties, and my little sister Hallie, who just turned twenty-one, yep. last week saw the Aww. saw the photo. Very she, cute. Uh, she was like f- probably four or five or something at the time. Very young. Right. And I'd go back to Kansas for whatever reason. And I remember they, my parents and Hallie picked me up at the airport. And we were driving home. And she was real little. And she goes, uh, Mom and Dad said it's okay if you say the bad words because it's part of your job. And I was like, <laughs> oh, the bad They're words. They're apparently pre- just preparing her like, Rick's going to say some inappropriate words. <laughs> So don't repeat anything Rick says, but just know it's okay for him to say. See, I, I think words because of his job. Yeah, just like that's funny. <laughs> but I do think words are powerful. Oh, words, they can be. Words can yeah. hurt. They can hurt. Yeah, because there's meaning behind them. And but well, it's, a lot understand. of the time, but yeah. sometimes not. In the heat of the battle, maybe not. Most people are just projecting those words because that's how they feel or what they are. So I, I, yeah. I, I never let a word hurt me. But. Very the, unmillennial, but the, words are the most hurtful thing in the millennial world. I just, but I just think there's something truth to two words. There yeah. is, there is something, there is a power behind it, and yeah, you know. But I, I tell you, I was hanging out with a friend. I don't know if you guys know Sue Costello. You remember Sue mm-hmm. Costello? She's a comic. She used to work here years ago. She had a show on Fox. Very funny. We did that benefit in Toronto a couple oh, right. weeks ago. Yeah, you were That's where the it. the rich guys were telling me about. That he secretly that likes, yeah, secretly coward. likes. Yes, oh, okay. they were yeah. calling him a coward. They were calling him awful. Canada things. looks good yeah. because of the Trump economy, right? But so yeah, and so um, anyway, uh, he so whatever. So me and Sue are working, and Sue's very aggressive. She's East Coast. She's from Boston. Right. You know, she yeah, gets in your face. Yeah, real quick. yeah. And she said something so funny, but also so 
meaningful to me. Like we were, t- she said, like when people come up to her, they're like, you know, you're you're a fucking kantsu, and she'll look right at them and be like, I understand. Yeah. It just takes all your power. It takes it took every power out of that word, and I was like, I, I don't know why. Like you need to say that to a lot of people. Like she goes, it happens to me all the time because if somebody asks for what they want, like we were just saying, get in people's faces, ask for things, demand, you know, put a well, value on yourself. Well, I just I don't. I mean, Usually, people put you down for that. They're like you're a pain in the ass. You're this. You're that. And then. Instead of like fighting with them, she goes, I understand. Well, I was. And then she just keeps saying what she wants. I mean, I'm not saying get in somebody's faces. I'm saying like inside, know that you are somebody. Like you have Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Have That's that. Have that. Not necessarily asking or getting into faces, pre- pressing flesh. It's, you know, that, sure. that I. Some people just talk that way, though. Like sometimes, you know, asking things, people just come off aggressive. Yeah, I I was always under the you're not impression like aggressive. You're I was like, sweet. be funny. If you're funny, they'll find you. It was like baseball. Like, be good at baseball, yeah, they'll find you. I, I know wish I've that was real, at it, but, that, <laughs> but it's not. No. It's not. I just don't know how to move past that. I'd say it's sixty percent of it. Being funny, yeah. well, can, actually, not even that high. Yeah, maybe I, I might go. I feel lower. like it's maybe twenty percent because I feel like I do a pretty good job of being funny, but a very I have good job. literally no interest from anyone in the industry at all. But if you're funny, you're going to keep getting some opportunities. I mean, I'm going to keep getting stage time at the comedy store <laughs> as long as the talent coordinator doesn't get switched out. Otherwise, it's completely screwed. And you're saying. For, uh, but it, but you he don't doesn't get, play the game as much. I don't. I don't yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't even know how to play the game. I'm trying to play the game. I don't feel like I'm in the game, but I try to play the game. Like I'm like, okay, if I just do this, this might happen, or if I do that, that might happen. You know, you keep trying to play, but sometimes I don't feel like I'm in the game at all. Like I, I'll try even with other comedy clubs. I'll try and go perform anywhere. You know, Jay gives me spots at the Laugh Factory occasionally, right. but it's always yeah. the worst spot. Right, and so I'm like, all right, you know what, you just got to do it, and right. I'll go, and I'll have, I'll have a good set, but it'll be at one thirty for eight people, right? And you know, I watch. I don't see seven. what's wrong with that. I have one of those tonight. Yeah, but that's here. <laughs> like at the Laugh yeah, Factory, I watch seven of the worst comedians that ever lived go up in great spots. And not do that well. And I'm just sitting there waiting. And I'm like, one, why did they tell me to be here at this time if my spot's not for yeah. you know, another hour and a half? And two, I don't know if other comedians are capable of just sitting there and watching comedy. But it's it's like literally That's having someone shoot like. me in the dick having well, I, to watch comedians. Yeah, I don't watch. I go out for a walk. or, or Yeah, I can't watch anymore. I'm, if, but if I would say that... If you're doing comedy and you're saying you're not getting stuff or, you know, you get offered stage time, would you possibly go, maybe I'll change my mind set, my mind, my thinking, try it. Like, just try to, try, I'm, I've talked to you about that yeah. before, just to try that, to to feel like I'm going to be. To what, though? What? Like, uh, you always tell me attracting to be pe- I mean, you have to attract, you have to put out that attraction. Yeah, that people want want to be around it. I'm people want to work with you. I need to figure out how to make being unattractive <laughs> attractive. Yes, inside and out unattractive. But it's it's 
you know, getting hired for stuff, yes, being funny, if you're undeniably funny and you're doing all that yeah. and all that and the tickets and all that, selling that, okay, that's one thing. If you're not, so you got to like, yeah, play the game. And I, I just think for me, I feel I get, I, I have gotten opportunities, one, because maybe I'm funny a little bit, but also funny, a nice bro. guy Stop and I, I try to... Again, focus on the positive. I was always a nice kid. I got yeah. taken advantage of for being nice. I'm almost too nice. You know, the road to hell is Could paved by fault. good intentions. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, <laughs> that's what they say, that. right? Yeah. You know, so. That's exactly right. So there's a, there's a little bit of that, but I feel like I gotta I have to maybe not be so, I have to say no to some things. Mm-hmm. And then I think some others, maybe you could say, not say yes to some things, but yeah. Maybe say yes to some things. I need to say no. You need to say yes. And yes to it, like bringing this stuff in. I don't even know what that means. What am I supposed to say yes to? No one's asking any questions. What if people offer you things, he's saying. Like if people offer you to, hey, come to a party or hey, come do my show or hey. But yeah, that, no one's oh, asking that happening. stuff. Yeah. Okay. But, you're, but you're obviously, but like you we... go on stage and you get laughs. Yeah. So that that's a marketable skill. The, the extent of what I'm getting asked is uh, Erica Ligny asking me to do a backyard show in Hermosa Beach every okay. time they do one. That's the extent of the... That's a good show. That's, that's a good show. And, uh, I'm not driving two hours to go do a show Oh, my show God. It's two hours away. It starts at five. <laughs> yeah. And I'm coming from Calabasas. So it's going to be a bit of a trek to get down there to have Ligny and Rick Ramos laugh at me or whoever's at that show. It's I mean, Mary and what's her husband's name? Andrew? Donald. Donald. Oh, shoot. Sorry, Donald. The Donald. Yeah. Very I mean, nice people. Great I, people. Again, I think that you have, you have to be open to stuff. I don't know. You have to be positive. To, you, you, I, for some reason, I'm not saying I've cashed in on things, but I, I get, for some reason, I, I just put my mindset. Now, again, I'm different. It used to be like, what I can bring, I'm still trying to get that. Like, what I can bring to something. Like, I'm, I'm getting ready. Like, you have things to pitch, don't you? I, I guess. I don't know. You have this show. You have your life. Mm-hmm. Th- those are interesting stories. Yeah, Everybody has a unique story. You have a unique story. You have a unique how you do the comedy. You're from Kansas. He's Mr. You talk about you had di- you, you mentioned that's known, right? You're diabetes. Diabetes. You do the podcast with Eleanor. You're like a Mr. Mom type guy. Mm-hmm. She's your wife is Jewish. You're not. There's something there. Yeah. And you're you're a guy from Kansas living out in, in the in the valley. I, I'm just saying, like, there's enough there if you really wanted to do it. Yeah. You could at least come up with something. And I I just come. It's from. I don't. It has to be like from within. Absolutely. It's like I don't. I don't know how to play the game. Yeah. But I know how to be a nice guy and be a good listener. I like that. Is that you helping? Know? Um. No, it's like it's helped me get my foot in the door on things. I just yeah. don't always follow up or you know yeah, follow yeah. through or put it down on paper. So and also that we're in Hollywood. It's a fickle town. It's in thing, times are interesting here. We're not getting younger. We're not. Why we you are look who at we me are. When you said that you no, look well, right at me, Brody. Almost like as if I'm just decaying right around now. I did. I did. Did like adjust. I mean, they're not videotaping this, so I can't prove it. But I'm just saying that. Um, right in my eyes. 
I think being positive, if you're if you're if you're being if you're a certain way and you're not getting results, yeah, you might as well try something different. Yeah, I even always, if it's temporary. Go ahead. Yeah, I always try to change it up a little. Like, okay, maybe stop bothering these people. Try to bother these people for a gig. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> you know I, what I'm saying? Like, I hit people up all the time I, and try to stay in there. Hey, I'm here. I just don't think I can lie to myself. You know about what about. You know, changing it up. Like, oh, oh, I see. What you're I don't think. Well, you I have could, to lie to yourself in order to stay positive, don't you? I, yeah, I don't. I can't do that. I would feel like a fraud. Uh, I mean, that, me. If you were to ask me right now, I just don't have energy and some motivation. But that's you know my own personal thing uh, right I, now. I did like we were sitting in the green room in in Tempe, and <laughs> the Red Sox scored like four runs in a row, and. Brody is sitting on the couch next to me, and Simone was with us. And then Brody just goes, "That's it. I'm going to be negative." <laughs> and Steve Simone and, and is, ended up losing. Yeah, and Steve Simone goes, five minutes on the couch with Ingram." And Brody's gone negative. <laughs> I just I'd never heard Brody announce that he was just going to have. I'll to go be negative. negative. I can go. You rogue. were upset that the Dodgers <laughs> I can go rogue. did a pull. Were you upset with the coaching? I I I, I mean, I'm just curious, like. The Dodgers, and I think they definitely e- blew that. Everybody knows the Dodgers are built for the regular season. They're a machine. They'll get you to the playoffs, and once you get the playoffs, when you have some, they don't factor in human element. I don't think. Yeah. And it's all about analytics, and it's all about everything's. Oh yeah. Well, everything's been mapped out. It's all in a freaking wristband. There's not. You need no, su- no element of guts. surprise. You need yeah. guts. Baseball is the kind of sport that, yes, it's stat driven. Yes, it's all about numbers, but there's also a lot of ghosts in baseball. There's a lot of un, well, they're not saying unwritten, but there's a lot of, there's things happening in baseball that you can't necessarily put down. Uh, they're not going to show up on the stat sheet. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So you get these guys who are. Uh, analytics guys, they're general managers, and they're making decisions based off computers. Based stats. off computers in the press box, and they're not in the dugout with the players. They're not. They're yeah. not eye to eye. They're not in the mm-hmm. heat of the battle. I yep. get. Yeah, like I get the stat said that Madsen was a good pick out of the bullpen, but after two games of proving that he's not. Maybe don't bring them in, despite right. what the paperwork says. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I grew up here, and Tommy Lasorda was a uh, energetic guy, crazy, yelling. He'd like from the Weight Watchers commercials, all of that stuff. Weight Washer Watchers commercials, but I'm kidding. He was a real. That's all you know. But he was a real personality. Sure. And Dodgers had great pitching, and they had look at those teams. They stayed together for all these years. That that infield, even though they were with the other manager, Walter Alston, but Tommy Lasorda really tapped into that and they won they won in 81 they won in 88 they were a successful team i feel like dave roberts you know um he's a good team guy he's an also an outfielder he's not a he wasn't a pitcher he wasn't a middle infielder he wasn't a catcher so for those pitching those decisions when you're looking in the pitcher's eye when you know like i you know he hasn't pitched in a game before he hasn't been on those mound meetings he's in the outfield right yeah so, it 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 when you're at the World Series at it's at the highest, you know the highest uh, stage, the yeah. biggest stage. The last two years that happened. See what Honeycutt yeah. thinks. <laughs> right. So, 
to me. <gasps> and then also, here's the other thing. Like, L.A., maybe they deserve this kind of stuff. Not Whoa. Be, because they're, the fans, they haven't won since 88. I know. Right. You know, Dodgers are kind of, their fans could be loud, but they can also be negative. And yeah. negative energy, teams feed off. Teams feed off positive energy. They feed off passionate energy. They also... But I think dude, they missed the boat without Dod- bringing you in. Dodgers fans are some of the worst people of all time. My first time going to a Dodgers game, it's like 2003. I don't have any Dodgers gear. You could just I'm wear poor. the Royals. It looks the so same. I'm wearing my Royals t-shirt. I have yeah. a Bob the Hammer Hamlin Royals yes. t-shirt jersey. <laughs> And, you know, I'm just thinking I'm going to a baseball game. I'm going to wear a baseball T-shirt. Yep. And I spent. Like a nice little boy from Kansas. Yeah. You know, I spent at least 10, 15 minutes of my night just having people scream Royals suck at me. And I'm just like, we haven't even played each other in seven years. Yeah. Yeah. But they're harassing me. A couple years later. I go to a game. At this point, I have a Brooklyn Dodgers hat that I'm wearing. Yes. and My first ex-fiance, his uncle used to pitch for them. Oh, I, I Ralph have Branca. multiple people yell at me that Brooklyn sucks. <laughs> and I'm literally like, it's your team. They just moved. Yeah, you like, idiots. They don't even know that, though. That's the problem. That's yeah, I mean, problem. some of them probably didn't. We're talking about some serious East L.A. trash, Ooh, if you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Fuck Brooklyn, dog. Fuck Brooklyn. <laughs> there you go. Brooklyn can suck my dick. My <laughs> ex is their biggest fan, and he'd be the first one to yell at you. So that, <laughs> yeah. kind, of, that kind of energy, baseball looks at that, and it goes... You're not, we're not going to. You're going to get the bad hops. Right. You're going to get the balls dropping in. You're going to get because it. You know, Freeze is going to miss the ball in the mud and the fucking. There you go. Yeah, That's first right. baseline. And I, and I'm I, you that couple you couple that in with Hollywood negativity and the fact that the Red Sox paid for the best team in baseball. Well, you know that was the thing that excited me this year was it was just nice to get most back of the to Baltimore teams being able to buy their way to the <laughs> World Series. You know, no more of this. Bring them up from the farm system yeah, and build a yeah. team Leave shit that's been going on there. for a few years. Well, you can get you can get into the uh, you know you can get into the playoffs. With the, the the A's got in; they have a low payroll. Sure, yeah. it does happen. The Red Sox, they're the perfect. That's the best team in baseball. They get it. They they apply the new age. They apply the analytics, mm-hmm. and they keep they the old school. Yeah, sure feel. And that city does a great job with the team. Boston, you know, people, I grew up here in L.A. And I, yes, hated the Celtics, hated sure. the Red Jerry, Sox. I'm a big Celtics We didn't like the Patriots, too. Bruins, whatever. Still, like some them. of us still don't like any of those people. I don't like the Patriots. But that was a real rivalry, the Lakers-Celtics well, absolutely. rivalry. Absolutely, that was my favorite. But you go to Boston, and they are they're passionate fans. But Laker fans were really good back in the day. I'm not saying they. I wonder. Yeah, I don't. I can't. In the imagine. 80s, mm-hmm. when the Lakers are winning, and also that's with Kobe. the thing with LA though. With LA, it's always if they're winning. Well, it's true. Because they're they're bandwagon. Team I remember when fans. Though. When I got here, it was still Shaq and Kobe, and everyone I knew was a Lakers fan. Then they trade Shaq, right? And the Lakers had two seasons where it was not great, and I couldn't find a Lakers fan to save my life. Except for Brody. And then they traded for Pau Gasol and uh, yeah. Lamar the Scrotum Odom, and they were good again. <laughs> Suddenly everyone was back being a Lakers fan. And all this time, never met a Clippers fan. Then, a couple years ago, 
Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Suddenly, tons of Clippers fans everywhere. Yeah. Well, well, there's a they're gone like, again though. They're I really like again. Chris Paul though. But look I at know. the Clippers because of that fan Kid base. From my neighborhood, play for they're them. not they're not real. They're all from all over the place. Yeah. They're not like L.A. fans. Yeah, so right. the Clippers never win. I'm just I'm just saying like fans do matter, and especially yeah. I think in certain sports, in certain in in baseball, you know the 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 Yankees winning all those years, the Red Sox, the Lakers back in the day, but Celtics but, won a lot too. I but, mean, just to, I mean you're hitting a nerve there. But here's the you know, fans okay. matter, but at Sorry. the end of the day, the analytics. I'm glad kind of analytics lost. Yeah, it was kind of like looking back on it. Maybe it was good that the the Dodgers lost that way, and people are going to open up their eyes and go, you go know back. what? Let's get some personality back in here. Let's not let the nerds decide what the fucking brutes are doing. Oh yes. as, as much use it to help you, but no reason to live by the yeah. fucking and, spreadsheet, right? <gasps> and the Dodgers, by the way, they lost in seventy seven and seventy eight to the Yankees back to back World Series, and they came back and won in eighty one right. against the Yankees. So teams do come back from this. The uh, the yeah. uh, Texas Rangers lost two years in a row. Yeah, they haven't recovered. They've been garbage <laughs> since. So, but you know that's Texas, terrible place. Oh, terrible wow. people. They are. I don't know that well. They're not great people. Some of them are fine, I guess. Are I'm you assuming. familiar with the people I, of Texas? I like Texas. Te- to me, Texas. I look at Texans the way Trump looks at Mexicans. Oh, well, that's not nice. Some of them are probably fine people. Probably. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. My I best friend was from pe- Texas. People don't like, let's say people don't like conservative people. We'll say people don't like conservatives. Okay. Me personally... I don't necessarily want to do my comedy in front of conservative people. They may not get me, but I don't really have a problem with them. Oh, I don't have a problem with anybody. But I have a problem with people that don't get humor. I don't care what you are. Yeah. Well, there are, it's you on don't both get sides. Humor, it's yeah. on both sides. Right. That's so the if thing. you don't like, get humor, goodbye. Conservative like, will look at you. I don't. I don't like you because you're different from me, and I don't get what you're doing. Then you get the you'll get maybe the the PC liberals the PC liberal guys, but I like them because they're generally more open. they're up they're up to date on references. They're more open uh, to me I being uh, loose and searching. They're more oh, they're more. I, I always say like I prefer to do artist. comedy in a in a sanctuary city. But they'll also say, like, <laughs> you know, you can't say certain things, right? Sure. You know, it's like maybe they're sensitive, but I'm not really pushing that boundary anyway. So for yeah. me, I've always, perf- always like, enjoyed doing the Largo shows or the UCB shows or any kind of the, quote, unquote, alternative rooms because – they were like, I'm not saying I could bully them around, but I could like push them around a little bit. They're open. They, they were accepting. open to it. Yeah. But politically, do I agree with them? Not necessarily. Yeah. But I like doing comedy for them. That's Conservatives, I don't have a problem with you. Do it however you want to be. You know, some are more radical than others, but I don't, they don't, uh, I'd just rather not do stand up in front of them. Ah. I, okay. I mean, I, I'm not, and I'm not, yeah. I, I, as, a, as a full group, like, for example, at the Tempe Improv that yeah. night. It just reminded me of when I was a student at Arizona ah, State. Oh, I see. Jewish, born Jewish, raised Gemini. It just didn't give me <laughs> the 
confidence the to to go do comedy. Can I pull back one second? Mm-hmm. Born Jewish, raised Gemini. What does that mean? Well, I was. I mean, my parents are Jewish. Yes, but I, I didn't go. I was in bar mitzvah. I didn't go through the Hebrew schools and all that. I was just Jewish. My family was Jewish. And, Got it. And raised Gemini. That, that's a, just a tagline, right? That's a tagline. But it's when amazing. Because you, you I are just a Gemini? I am be... Gemini. That's and I beautiful. feel, I, I exactly feel like I actually I have more Gemini traits these days than I do Jewish traits. Interesting. Whatever the Jewish traits are. I mean, right. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, it's like, yeah, it's a crazy world. Like, or is it what's worse, being white or being Jewish? I don't know. Ooh. Being male, white, or Jewish? Wow. It, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's a it triple threat. On, it depends on, I guess, what you're asking for. Because you're not Jewish, you're white, you're male. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm darker. Not, I'm not one of these people who's <laughs> going to sit here and, and say things are tough for, for a white man in America. It's, you know, we, we don't, we no longer have the obscenely unfair advantage that we used to have, but we still have a pretty good advantage. Yeah. And so there's people who Definitely. probably just look, try, at least try to look down at me because I'm a, a straight white guy. But I can't judge them for that because I'm looking at every group of people on earth <laughs> like I'm better than they are, for sure. You do. Yeah. Because 100%. he's a straight white male. Uh, not oh. because, oh, but, sorry. you know. Knowing. Uh, just knowing in general that <laughs> everyone's beneath me. I'm not going to judge someone else for trying to, you know, think the same way I think. I, I think, I mean, I guess you're joking somewhat, but I mean, oh, look, a black guy cut my hair today. Wait I had a no minute. problem with that. I didn't say, Why? can I have a white barber? Could you get me a white guy? Can Would I get... you ask for a white barber? Like, I bet you some do. I, you know, really? I went to the, a barber's uh, a barber. I went to the, what's the rock and roll barber shop? Floyd's. Flo- I went to Floyd's in Encino. The once. one with the Karate Kid yeah. mural where I got detained. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I went in, you know, story. there's like, Five or six, you know, not attractive, kind of fat, weird hair-colored chicks cutting hair. Yeah. And I'm waiting to get my, I'm just like, which one of these beasts is going to cut my <laughs> hair? And then black dude walks in. I'm like, oh, that's, I've never seen a black person in here. And then I realized that the guy's getting all of his equipment out. And I'm like, oh, this dude's a barber here? And then he gave me a haircut. Probably the best haircut I, I ever got. It. Yeah, Floyd's. they do a good I mean, job. Well, I would say this: like a, um, a black person might d- want to go to a black person because they have Certain definitely types of special needs. Different special you know, needs hair. Special <laughs> needs. Oh my god! <laughs> you know I mean? We better edit that Specialty. out. <laughs> no, because it, I'm telling you, they got you, that my, retard my, hair. Over I used there. to sew hair in high school. Like I would help my friends. We would sew break. hair. Yeah, because it's like weaves for weaves. No, for black girls. <laughs> So all my friends were black in high school, so I used to braid hair and stuff. They would bring it in, bags of it, and then we would just, you know, because they would do it for a side job. I have somebody, so yeah, yeah. There's a lot of- Do you of, know Leslie Jones? Very well, actually. I could do her hair, too. The, uh, Sherry Shepard sells wigs. There's definitely- She does, right? Yeah, there's definitely, they have a lot more needs to their hair. They get their hair done once a week. Not not once. Well, I get at, my I mean, hair done I, every my, six my, weeks, maybe. You don't think my ten? beard's hard to maintain? It's difficult. Are you saying that you are in this? No, I'm kidding. My be- you, my yes, be- you're very maintaining, hairy. Maintaining my beard is the equivalent to an African American woman maintaining her weave. I, I don't I think to, so, but I like I, what you're I, saying. I, I believe it. I use different. <laughs> it looks mirrors. great. You have it's a sharp. lot to deal with. I, I had have, it done today. I have to shave. It looks very nice. Once, Thank you. maybe twice a week, 
and I've gotten my hair cut one time. Yeah, in we're two two Irish. Years. So we have nothing. I got nothing to complain about. Now, at the same time, hair never looks good. You had long hair and you just cut it. Yeah, I had long hair. You had a look. Yeah, I was trying something different. You know, okay, you like tried you said, that different. You got to you got to do something. I, I was talking to an agent, He's taking chances in front of the the club one night, and you know, I said, I'm just trying to you know get attached to someone who can help me out. He said, Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta do something different. You know, it's Hollywood. You either got to be better looking or more of a character look. And he was clearly saying to me, You're not going to get better looking. So <laughs> figure out a way to look weirder. So I grew the hair out, didn't help at all. Never got any more opportunities. Eventually got tired of it. I said, I'm starting to look like, you know, kind of a scummy valley trash. And so I Wait chopped a it minute. off. I think you hit a nerve. He knows yeah, He knows what I'm talking I about. I know what valley trash I, I looked like oh, I was okay. wandering down Van Nuys Boulevard. I know the area. The seven-year <laughs> itch. I know the area. Like so, a Ke- that's a Ke- like a Kelly League ba- uh, bad exactly. news bears. Oh, yeah, that's exactly that's right. That's a good reference. And you know, I'm more of a tanner. I always have been. Oh, I love tanner. Back a bully, a little angry, little Irish angry, kid. yeah, blonde shit bag. That's more me than first you know, little kid I ever. Like you have to, you, you know, you have to be who you are. Yeah, you know how you, you watch movies and stuff, and you're like, can I relate to that person? Tanner was one of the first, one of the first young I kids ever, that I ever related yeah. to. Classic movie, which wouldn't be played Would never be allowed today. Especially that line when they bring in uh, little Tatum O'Neill. They get the little girl, and yeah, he drops a lot of tough words. Jews, This is the N-word? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. uh, I believe he uses a Mexican slur as well. Yes. uh, Chipotle? (laughs) Kind of, yeah. Chipotle. uh, But when, when you see it, for me, it was... Most of the time I saw the Bad News Bears, it was on TV. Right. So I'd watch it on TBS or something, and that line is not in it. A few years ago, I watched it on HBO or Showtime. Amazing. It was the first time I'd seen it unedited in probably 25 years. And when they got to that line, I was just like, whoa. It was rough. It, it was just shocking, shocking to hear. I'd, yeah, because well, I'd seen the movie That's so many so times, funny. but I'd never seen it. And I got to say, really liked hearing it. I got to be honest, because I was such a tomboy as a kid. Yeah. I heard it a million times. I believe it. Because every time they would let me play, because the, the end of it is, Someone and said, now a girl. And now a girl on so, the team. Yeah. It, so what words would they say? To, like, they call you a tomboy? Oh, for me? But that's not oh, a bad yeah. word. No, 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 no. It's She's not a bad saying, word. It's just she saying was playing a with girl. The boys. I would play with the boys. So when and she would like, play, they'd use the line on her. Yeah. Right. So, and now a girl, like that was their big, uh, like all too, this like, shit, all this and now a girl, awful, yeah. The worst of all <laughs> is a girl on the mound, especially if you remember, yeah. she was a pitcher. Uh, but yeah, my thing is um, that Tanner uh, was my first, and then the second only other time I related to a young person in a movie was Crooklyn. Did you ever see that movie? I know, the Spike, Spike Lee, Lee movie. That little girl's my favorite. Oh, my God. That was me in a nutshell. With all I, my brothers and then fighting in the street. Amazing. I, I love that girl. I, I never enjoyed too many of the joints of Spike. Uh, <laughs> Crooklyn's amazing. I saw uh, yeah, Jungle Fever. Jungle Fever's good. And uh, what's the other one? I liked... Uh, uh, there's a famous one. The one... That, uh, what of Spike Lee? Yeah. Um, do the right thing. Do, do the yeah. right thing. Yes, yes, yes. I liked. I, mean, I was thinking Danny Ayala. Yeah, he was in. Yeah, yeah. 
I like Son of Sam. Son of Sam that was, one good. was a good. Movie. Was that a Spike Lee movie? Yeah, yeah, he did it. Mm-hmm. He did that. Yeah, yeah, he was in the riot scene. I loved him in that. Like I mean, Adrian Brody's little... great in it. Excellent. Yep. Not as great as he was in Dice season no, one. No, that's one of one of the best. <laughs> did you ever see that? I didn't see it. It's amazing. Oh my God. It's good. I remember I watched the pilot and I, I thought this is funny. Then I was talking to Dice's kids about it up here, talking to Max, and he was like, "Just wait till the Adrian Brody episode." And I'm just like, "It was All pretty right. badass." And you know, I'm sitting there thinking. He probably was starstruck, and he thought it was cool that Adrian Brody was doing his dad's show. And then when I watched it, I was like, holy shit. And then I watched it a second time with my wife, and she was like, Adrian Brody is so spectacular in this episode. And, and it's him. He wants to be Dice. Yeah. He's, a, he's himself. Yeah. But he's, he's playing doing a Adrian role. Brody. He's like, I got to do this play where I'm like the epitome of masculinity. To me, that's you. So I just want to study you. And just how silly Dice is. Yeah. With Adrian Brody taking it so seriously, and then Dead how much serious. Dice hates Adrian Brody as Dice, like how frustrated he gets. <laughs> but it's so it's perfect. so funny, yeah. But he does him so well, yeah. It's like you forget that's Adrian Brody. You're like, what the fuck? It's a great like, actor. He uh, is. Unbelievable. It's great. And, like and, it really was a. Just like and Dice's character not understanding what he's looking for, <laughs> and so like. You know, he's walking around showing him stuff. Uh, this is what Dice drinks the juice. This is what Dice does the fucking. And Adrian Brody's just taking it all in. And then it's like two scenes later, he's already fully in it. That's Scott Armstrong. Scott Armstrong wrote that. And he know wrote Scott? Hangover too. Yeah. Very funny. Yeah. But, no, but those guys, like, for, was it Zach, who's your, like, comedy idol? Comedy idol? Like, who did you I mean, growing watch up, as a kid? Well, growing or, up, I loved... Uh, you know, here in L.A., ooh, she didn't put my foot up. We love yeah, yeah, wrestling. WWE, WWF wrestling was yeah. funny with Mean Gene Okerlund. Oh, yeah. I think everybody liked wrestling. I started getting into, I like Beavis and Butthead in college. They were funny. Right. I always grew up on Benny Hill. <gasps> Me too. Uh, Speed it up. Speed what's... it up. Play the silly music. Let's loved see what it. happens. You know, just it. all the basics. All the basics. Yeah. And then... Uh, movie wise, I like The Jerk. Oh my oh, god, that was on today. Yeah, it was Steve Martin. I like that sort of stuff. That would never be allowed today either. There would oh just my be god, millions so of millennials so offended by. Oh yeah, just like the juggling cats. Yeah, like, oh. <sighs> cats. So much of it would upset them. His just family. A, I was born a poor yeah, black <laughs> child. That's appropriation, bro. You can't do that. I like uh, Roxanne. Because oh, yeah. everyone made fun of his nose. I had a problem with that. But this was all like, you know, growing up was more, yeah, wrestling. So not comedy. What, what not comedy. But, but so, base, not what wrestlers station. did you like? Oh, just all the basics. You know, Paul Orndorff, Hogan. Yeah. The big Easy Mr. Rider Wonderful. fan? Easy Rider fan? The movie? No, no, no. Eleanor. The wrestler? I, Easy I, oh, that was your Rider. name. Yeah, thanks. Bro. Oh, yeah. Thanks. She was one of Harley's Angels. Hello. But right now, I would say like my comedy life, listening to like Phil Henry is really good. Oh, yeah. He does a lot of voices. He's funny. I listen to, uh, you know, I listen to like talk radio and a bunch of comedians. But I was just like, yeah, you're a typical kid. But I was into sports. I was into baseball. Right. I like stadiums. I like reading the sports page. Right. I wasn't so much into like. Comic books. I wasn't into. Yeah, you're not a car- dork. Yeah, I wasn't I didn't into like board books. games. I wasn't into. I like board games. I read a little bit, but not. I don't know. read. I didn't like read full books. I read chapters. I hear that. 
and you don't you don't need most of it. Yeah, I was in video games. I was like, yeah, baseball, bike riding. You know, typical oh, stuff that. growing real, up in the uh, San uh, yeah. Fernando Valley. Well, we, we the 1900s up, were a better time. Right. We yeah. grew up where you played outside, where yep. you stayed outside all day. Like the minute you were allowed to go outside, you stayed out until you had to come back in. Yeah, we played outside all the time. Oh, or go yeah. swimming and played tennis and just did all that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of that sort of stuff. Like physical activities. Yeah. Old century good times. Wow. Like today, they don't. Yeah, it's rare to see kids running around. Yeah, I mean, if they're Only outside, when I go back home. They're, just they stare, they're just staring at their phone outside. It's, it's yeah, but I mean, sad. like little kids, like, um, like when I go to my mom's house across, she lives across the street from a playground, and so I still see kids out there. But I do notice there's more parents sitting. Kids play with you know, the kids. We didn't have. Yeah. I don't remember I, I, I think any of our give parents millennials and out. the younger generation a hard time. It is it is difficult. I think growing up yeah. these days as a kid, but I, but I the world's gotten weirder. I do think that they're they're they are active. There are they do more than we give them credit for. I think we're, they're pushing them to do. I my my one niece Shauna, she's in like fifty different things. She plays soccer. She plays baseball. She she's plays not a millennial though. She play, no, she's yeah. She's, she's whatever the next generation is. But even the millennials, they're healthy. They're into kombucha. They're into whole foods. They're mm. into that sort of stuff. So I give yeah. them credit for that for eating clean. They're into yeah. taco trucks. They're into. Is that, is that well, my Jimmy's a millennial, and he's in. In the he plays for the Minnesota Twins. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm just saying, there's positives with them. There, yeah, it's there not are. All yeah. negative. Sometimes when you would think like, oh, Listen, these guys don't get it. They are. They some of them do get it. My problem with millennials is based strictly on the fact that I'm an offensive comedian, oh, okay. and I have to see the faces of horror when I say <laughs> things that are absolutely hilarious. And you know, they give me. Especially millennial women, they're just so high and mighty on themselves. It's really offensive to me. <laughs> what age is a millennial? Like my, I have two nieces that are twenty six. They're pretty hip. I, I think that would be the tail end of millennials. Okay, I like think sometimes they're, they're, my Alexa gets offended by things, but my Nicole, she's she's more. Yeah, they, generation what generation X? Th- I think is that that's. What that is? I, I, th- I think I'm the tail end of that. I'm born in eighty one. What are we? Millennials buddy? start eighty three. Oh, they do? Yeah. So anyone born in 83, basically, it's uh, you have spent your entire adult life in the 2000s. That's how the the millennial got defined. So, like, I, I turned 18 in 1999, so I didn't make the cut because I, I had right? some time. And as, an, as a, someone who could have been sent to war in the 1990s, <gasps> but... I moved here in in the year two thousand. So you were nineteen. Two thousand, I was nineteen. Wow. wow! I was a freshman in college. Well, second semester freshman year was two thousand. I moved here in ninety three. And I, I was moved. 21. I moved here in two thousand and end of two thousand and two. Wow. Yeah, I was here. I graduated college in 93. Then I came back here. I took a work sh- comedy store workshop. Sandy's. You got it. Uh, oh, graduated. we should have mentioned that because Sebastian was on and he did Sandy's. Yeah, San- he did, did it Did she also. refer to it as the sandbox when you were in it? Because no. Because she referred That's to funny. it as the Or either he did. Maybe he called it the I was sandbox. In the sand- I was trying to get in the garden. <laughs> 
We were in the sandbox. Yeah, I would do I would do Sandy's class on uh, like Tuesday nights at R. UCLA, I. and mm-hmm. I'd do my two or three minutes in front of my student classmates. And I had some, you know, they would laugh at me. My jokes weren't all that great, and then. I would after every workshop I class I drive by the comedy store here and I look at the comedy store and I go maybe one day I'll I'll be here. That was 1993. Then we had our we had our graduating we had our the class at the Did you do the it in the original room or the, the main OR. room? Yeah. The OR. I remember she had it in the OR for a little bit and then it switched to the main room and then it was in the belly room and Yeah, and I felt like a comedian. I did well and I did an open mic out in Chatsworth the next <laughs> night uh-huh. and it was like complete opposite depressing or well it's chatsworth yeah i mean but it was like a la open mic real chatsworth people in there not having a good time yeah and then just the host was like oh this guy or whatever is like i knew the road that i was i knew that road and i didn't want to take it because i grew up in the valley and i had a problem like being told i'm not good where i grew up i just had something like i didn't want to start here so I was told, like, go to another town. So I moved, that's why I moved to Seattle eventually, just yeah. to, like, get out and do my own thing in a, in a brand-new city. That's smart. Because I just didn't want to go through the open mics. I knew after one open mic, like, Mm-mm. something's up with these people. It was, yeah. Here in L.A., at least. It's hard, yeah. I did uh, two years of open mics in Kansas City, and it was just a great experience. It's always packed, 100-plus people. It's always a good time. Like, I never bombed. It was just always... Right. I, I was like, this is what I need to do. And I moved out here and was just miserable for a year. They lied to you and then they told you the truth out here? Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I mean, well, that's why I went to Seattle. You get crowds at the open mics. Yeah, and and I wasn't good, but I was definitely good compared to the crap right, that right. was also on the show. <laughs> right. So it was like I felt elevated for a reason because you know, it's all relative to what you're a part of. Yeah. And then I moved out here. I'm doing open mics for like three, four people. I'm up. You know, right after Gaylord Dangler walked the three people who were there. A machine ripped their leg off. A machine ripped their leg off. Me and O'Neill and Danish and then just trash. Yeah. So it's like, you know, uh, open mic uh, and guys like that. (laughs) Did you know but that was the path? Like, or did you... I just had to get out of Kansas. But, you know, it was depressing when I moved out here that I... No, I had to do shows for that. But at the same time, it was like, you know, I wasn't going to get better in Kansas. And I never wanted to be the guy who's, you know, driving around opening shitty-ass shows. and Yeah, that's awful. You know, small towns right. around Kansas City. So I didn't. I just didn't want that life. So you came out here? So I came out here. I always told myself when I'm 21, I'm moving to New York or L.A. And... You know, opportunity arose out here where I had a place to stay. So yeah, and also when I when I came to check out the cities, it was December and it was eighty degrees. Santa Ana's blowing Ooh, in Los Angeles. Beautiful. I was like, "Fuck New York." It's, yeah, look, look at the weather there. I'm like, I'm not doing that shit. I mean, you could find spots out here to perform. You, it's just, I think I started out here. So. You started out here. See, I want. I I always wanted to go. But to you New grew York. up here. It's different. I yeah. grew up here. I, wanted I always to go to wanted New York to be in too. Big buildings. I wanted to go to New York too, but it was so expensive. Yeah, I don't, but now, I don't like it. I don't you like don't like it. 
Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I go now a lot. The it's, energy of New York and phenomenal. just disgusting <gasps> East Coast no, trash people. Nothing better than it. It's so not into it. But you walk exciting. around New York City, you could feel the energy, and and people don't does, they don't care what you look like here. True. They care what you look like. What do you look at this guy? What, does what are he you do? wearing? What are you driving? Whereas right? in New, New York, York, get it's right like, off the you subway. Can be anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, my wife is always. We should move to New York. Yes, really? She wants to. Yeah, I'm not into it. I don't want to. I don't want to be in New York. I don't want to <laughs> ever have to live in winter. Winter wanna, is hard. I will be honest. I, I don't want to start over. I don't want to have to go try and make connections at comedy clubs. And Why not? So hard. It's, uh, no interest. I don't want to have to go. But you're interact. good enough that it would but take your, go ahead, quick. Yeah. Don't you think? Guys, do it. Yeah, I believe they do. But he's it. good enough that it wouldn't take that long, don't but you I, think? Part stand up is good enough. Part yes. of it to me is uh, uh, people who go out there and are able to get in and politic their way through it are fucking people who have but nothing it, to deal with. I, I, I don't want to have to deal with raising a kid all day uh, long. Yeah, of yeah, course, yeah, yeah. it's difficult. Yeah. And then have to go, you know, politic for yeah. six hours to try and get up and do eight minutes somewhere, and then. You know, get two hours of sleep and have to do it all over again. Right. Now, when you came here from New York, you already had a, like, you were already somewhat of an established comedian. The, the second time. Not the, obviously not the first time. I'm going to go check in. Oh, I told you we were down here, but go ahead. Yeah, when I, when I moved back here, well, yeah, when I came back in 2000, I was, yeah, six years in. So that was my plan. So you already had, but that's what I'm saying about him, like, he... He's been doing it 15 years. Right. So so if he went to New York and he hit four clubs, just like, They would know him. They would be like, oh, this guy's phenomenal. And they Correct. would put him in. They wouldn't be like, all right, come back next week and try it again. Yeah, he's at the he's comedy way, store. He's, everybody yeah. would vouch for him. He's way well, too well established. He he just, he does get like, I, I understand he has a kid. That changes. Like you and I are- also, We don't have kids. Nah. We can like- We have we kids. We're free spirits. We can run where we could stay out all night. I don't yeah. even have a dog. Do you have a dog? No. Yeah, I'm the worst. I, I don't have a goldfish. I'm so you could stay out. Let's stay out. Do not. I could. You know, after this, I can go to the improv. You know, you're you're a hustler. You're always I out doing. How do you do it? Do you have the energy for it? Did you? Sometimes I don't, but most times I just push. You know, and believe like Brody says to do. Uh, right. No, but you know what I'm saying. Like you go. There's nights if I don't have spots. Like say I don't have a. I don't get a spot. Uh-huh. That, that'll freak me out, first of all. It does? <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, oh, shit, there's a night I don't have a spot. And then that night, if nothing comes up or if, you know, nobody hits me up, I'll go out to the Laugh Factory or the Improv, like the store I'm already in with. Right. So the those ones, I, the, well, the Laugh Factory I'm in with, so I guess more the Improv, but I'll make it a point to show my face gotcha on an off night it, yes and mostly at the improv or the left somewhere other than the comedy store do you ever this take is my home do you, do you ever take a night off like oh, i'm just gonna stay home and chill and rest if i have to write or something and and i don't have so i will but it's rare it's very rare i hate staying home yeah but i have no life other than this Right but sometimes now, right I can now. go home and just like make myself go to sleep and get up early the next day. I'll like try to go to bed early yeah. just to get up early. I see. I, I try get to up get up early. early he gets up early every day. For, you got a kid. Yeah. So, to what me, time does she get up? That would. Uh, she usually gets up between six and seven, <gasps> and then now, st- 
fucking stupid daylight savings time ended. Which I was going to say, is this bad or good now? I mean, it's it's bad because she, she wakes up now. You know, six thirty is now five thirty. So, oh. like this morning, she woke up just before six, and you know, technically it feels like it's just before seven, but still, I'm just like, well, that's gonna suck. But then tonight, she was insanely crabby early she because she it. was she was feeling like it was already time for bed. But you know, I'm, I'm trying to adjust her to the the dumbest. Invention of all time. Why do we still do this? I don't this? know why. Why do they know. do daylight savings? I don't. Listen, know. you know I'm not a Trump fan. If he bans daylight savings time from existing, You'll I could, get on, I could okay. get on board. I could get on board. Okay, that's how much I hate daylight savings time. <laughs> people don't like it. Yeah, I don't. So I, many people it just don't. A, and the, the excuse they still use is, "Well, it's good for farmers." It's like, what are you talking about? It's not good for farmers. It makes no sense. Yeah, the they sun is like going to come up. Either way. Whatever whatever Either it way. is. Arizona so. doesn't do daylight savings. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. And I think Indiana. So wait, why, two racist states. Why was... Two racist states? Why was the time not different? Why are they we racist? There. They don't do daylight. It, well, we didn't go further enough in, but Scottsdale usually changes, right? The time? Yeah. And uh, I, I, I don't confused. think so. I think Arizona One doesn't... One of them does. Arizona doesn't change. No, yeah. no, no. I'm not talking daylight savings. I'm talking about when you're driving in, it's an hour ahead. Of California yeah. time. All right, I'm up in two minutes. Arizona's okay. okay Rick Ingram going Rick upstairs. Ingram. Okay, we'll wrap this up and we'll come up and uh, cheer you yeah. on. Well, yeah, enjoy we're, it. We're gonna heckle. So, him. how was this podcast? Was it all right? No, you're excellent. But wait, my question is: Is this? I've driven to Arizona and the time is gone. Mount, it's mountain, mountain time. time. Yeah, I've switched over. I just don't remember if it's Scottsdale or further in. The right when the state uh, line. No, it's Arizona. Yeah, but it didn't change this time when we went. Because now we now they're off it. You know what I'm talking because about? Because we, we were just daylight there savings, two weeks ago. right? Yes. Daylight now we're on daylight savings, so now we fall back. They stay the same. Oh, I see. So, so now it's if we went now, it would change. It's ten seventeen here right now. It's eleven seventeen there. Got it. Okay. Because we fell back. They stayed the they same. They stay the same. We're and the then only when we idiots. and then when we go forward, uh, okay. they stay the same, and then we connect with them. I see. I thought if I went further in because or up what whatever that into the state that it changed. No, but it's at the state line. You're right because now I'm thinking. I remember driving with Dan Madonia to do a gig with AJ Jamal. Uh-huh. This was a while ago. Yep, yep. And um, my my phone switched, and I was like, automatically. Oh. Yeah, but my car. Didn't you know? Because it's manual. And I was like, "Damn it!" And I was like, "Oh no, we're." Because I remember we were driving. We were like, "We better speak." We you got to factor that in. People <laughs> go, forgot. "It's a five-hour drive." Forgot. No, it's six hours. Yeah, because you got the time. Yeah, I completely forgot. I get so confused on the Arizona time. Even I went to school there. You know, I don't. I still get. Are they on our time? Are they not on our time? I get confused, but I'm telling you, if I if I book that gig, if we can get Rick to take a night, another night. We'll do a one nighter over there. Yeah. That well, the reason why Arizona, by the way, doesn't do doesn't do the daylight savings is because in summertime they mm-hmm. want it to get dark early, so they stay on California time. Oh. In the summertime, they want it to get dark. They don't want why? it to stay because it's so hot. Oh right, 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 right. 
So that they're on uh, they're on California time in the summertime. I was just th- this one time I was working at the Scottsdale Laugh Factory, and I decided that I was okay to go for a run walk kind of thing. And I was like, yeah. So I put sunblock on. I think it was 118 degrees. Uh-oh. What? I like an idiot. I, I like it just wasn't thinking. And I got to the point, I, I did like four miles. And I went into a um, Marshalls or a Target or something to just get water and air conditioner. Because I thought, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I've never been that hot in my life. Yeah. And I had to buy a shirt to cover me because the sunblock I had on just melted. Like there, it was the sun was going through. Yeah. So I had to buy a little thin shirt to wear back, and then I I got a juice and stuff. You know, like replenished myself. And I was like, oh my god, this is you're the in the one. desert. It's dangerous. <laughs> I didn't. There's extremes. I I keep thinking California's a desert. Technically, it is. I mean, but we not are like Death that. Valley, uh, Joshua Tree, Mojave yeah. Desert. But we built on it so much that it's just. You go outside California. You go outside yes. LA like and thirty you miles. You're it. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and you feel it. But in Arizona, you really still feel it. I mean, that is the desert. <laughs> it freaked me out, dude. I was like, "Damn!" I called my niece because she was living with me at the time, and I was like, "I might, I might die. I don't know what to yeah. do." Like, and she's like, "What are you doing?" I mean, that's one reason why I went to school out there is because the it's out in the middle of nowhere. You're, yeah. you're, you're, are, I like uh, Arizona. It's you're away cool. from everything, mm-hmm. and it's big skies, and it's you can see forever. Yeah, and I just I like that part of going to to be in, yeah, in the desert, deserted. Yeah, we filmed that pilot in Arizona that I was talking about. Okay, that I did, which was amazing. Some weird, and we were late night on property that like this girl has like five or six acres or some crazy shit yeah and there was nothing nothing around for miles yeah and i was terrified because i keep thinking snakes uh yeah they've got all scorpions oh yeah Uh, yeah so i got panicked but i did it and i left and it was fine yeah that's a great thing about just i was again one reason why i went out there just you could breathe the streets are big there's space whereas here in l.a you know, space is at a, a premium. Oh, yeah. well, Getting the, that way, it's like New York City. It's almost like New York City. It doesn't have as much culture as New York City, I think. That's but just in terms me. of the population density, now L.A. is just – now I mean, it's, it's not bad. like New York, but it's yeah. moving in those directions. Now they're starting to utilize every single space. Like you, yeah. you ever notice that in New York? You're like, wow, they have used every inch of this place. Yeah. Like there's something in every That's corner. why they just keep building up. Yes. Because there's nowhere to go. Like right. Otherwise, there would just be no streets. I think that would be cool to live in a high-rise like a, a skysc- skyscraper in at New the York. top. There's just something about it. Well, one day we'll make enough money to buy one. Who knows? And then we'll go back and forth. But I just know when I was a kid growing up here in the valley, Yeah. I just always wanted to be – I saw those – you know, on TV, you'd see those big buildings or you'd see those crowds walking the streets of New York. And you go, I want to <gasps> I want to see that. I want to see what that's like. And then just growing up, you know, seeing how uh, electric it seemed, like crazy. Yeah. As a kid, I would take the subway there to New York. Yeah. It took the, you know, go right through Jersey, get on a train. Yeah. It was so quick, and it was like $8, you know. Sometimes I'd take the bus, but it was longer, and I just loved it. And I would go and hand my uh, picture and resume, headshot resume. 
Yeah, there's no. Uh, I tried. I definitely tried to go there first, but it was so expensive. I just think like you have to believe. You keep doing your stand up. Yeah, just stay focused. I think. just be. You know, you do your podcasts. I should you, write more. Writing. I guess is you could always you could always write. I could write more. You're doing shows with Dice. That's yes. a great credit. That's great. Dice from. A star is born. A star is born. In my heart, I was like, what? From where? Dice I was going to say Brooklyn. But yes, a star is born. He was so good. Did you see it? No, I need to. Yeah, I mean, it's a chick flick, I guess. Well, no, I guess it kind of goes, if you think of the artist part of it. Right. It's kind of everything. And Bradley's really good. And I know yeah. you're friends with him, and he's mm-hmm. a big fan of yours. So I think you would really I need to see it. love him in this, because he put his whole heart and soul into it. Like, to the point where... The album is number one. That's what I hear. Yeah, and it's a great I, singer. Yeah, I have it. I have it on my phone. Like, I don't buy stuff like that. You know, I mean, I buy Eminem. I buy Jay-Z. I'm an idiot. But I have this now. Star is Born album. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because it was so good. I mean, she's brilliant. She's a great writer. Mm-hmm. And she's a, a phenomenal singer. But he, they do a duet, and it's phenomenal. He's good. He's really kicks ass. And he worked for four years on it four years to learn and to perform in front of big audiences that's a big deal yeah to just do a movie that's one hour long wow you know what i, I mean go, i gotta go see it i gotta yeah you'll really be impressed with him seriously and, and and then you have reason to contact and say hey bradley saw, saw the film. great job yeah enjoy i hope you're you're buying what to shine your oscar with i just i just feel like Sometimes guys don't return text or they don't That's see okay. it. Or, it happens. Know. But it's sometimes they see it, then they get busy. Do you ever do that? Like you, you're in the middle of something. You look like I, I got two texts while we were doing this. I looked at it. Probably one I'll return because I'll remember to return it. You right. know? And I'm not even that busy. Can you imagine how busy they are? Yeah. So you have to think of that like they see it and they know it. And then maybe like a couple weeks or... I should. I, I feel like I have some regrets and like not following up on certain things or not being. I just got to be, uh, you know, be more part of it but sometimes. Wasn't Zach Galifianakis so like intrigued by you that he's kind of doing you in Hangover, in that he wouldn't curse, in that he. Um, I don't. I mean, maybe the cursing, not cursing thing. Possibly it might be an homage to me. I. That's what I'm saying. Like I really believe that. Like, he was a big fan of yours. Yeah, we did a lot of shows with Zach. I mean, when you perform with somebody, you're going to sound like him a little bit. He's going to sound like you. I see, like, little things. But I think he just, like, loved you so much. Or nice still guy. does. I yeah. was a nice guy. Yeah. I still am. I just want to get my energies back and get, like... I think you will. I think you're going to be huge. I don't understand. You think so? Yeah. Absolutely. I'm just mellow. Like, Everyone should like... know Brody Stevens, Stephen yes. Brody Stevens, right? But you know, getting up on stage and performing, you got to have that energy. And I've didn't been you do like... a special? I did. And is it out? Can it's out. Get yeah, it? you can find it on iTunes. It's on Amazon. Do it. I I know it's the funniest thing because I've seen you here a million times, and so I know what you put into it. And yeah, Brody Stevens live from the main room. I do my late night yes. show. Oh, that's so perfect. So I set it up. Like, um, the audience didn't know. Right. So I just captured me doing my late night set, almost, but I said it was my special. Yeah, but it's almost like uh, Day the Laughter Died with Dice. Yeah. Which is one of my favorite specials because they didn't know they were in a 
that's one of my favorite comedy albums ever because it was eight people in the right. audience. Yeah, and you can hear them clinking and clanking dishes. Exactly. And, and it, 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 there's this guy just yelling with no material. I mean, you didn't do that. You have I material. Did some <laughs> you do yelling, but you you have material. Yeah, I have material also. Yeah. yeah. He so, was like just talking shit to people, picking on eight people. <laughs> But, yeah, I okay, was, so uh, they can get that. They can get that. They can find that on iTunes. They can find find it on Amazon. That's great. And I did that, and that's you know I, that came out back in June, so it's been out for a little while right now. But it's I get good feedback on it. It's amazing. And it kind it, it did. I feel good that it did capture what I did and what I do. It's pretty pretty accurate. It's not like the most amazing thing there, but I felt like it captured. Um, what I had been doing in that room for a while, which is like just trying to be funny in the moment, even though you have like, yeah, 20 after the show's basically done and there's 20 people in the rooms (laughs) busted out. And you do that a lot. And I love it. I think that's the hardest work doing that last spot in the main room and keeping people and you get to do like an hour. Yeah. I get to do up to an hour. Exactly. He only does that with a few people. And it's like you and Holtzman. Holtzman, myself, Don Barris. Don Barris does it a lot in the original room, yes. That's Don about Barris. it, yeah. really. And that is, uh, I go up there and I just try to have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I know that I don't really have a time, too much of a time yeah. restriction, yeah. so I could relax. And everyone seems, you know, some people are tired and they go, I get that. But, and then also people are there to see it. Yeah. And then some people get that some people are there sometimes because the shows have been really good like overall mm-hmm. i start with like a lot of people yeah so sometimes those people like they they were like this comedy so popular they don't know when to because it's attracting different people they yeah. don't know the protocol like they don't realize they can leave yeah so sometimes you're getting people in the show that because the crowd was so so many people they're still there yeah what and you, you get that great leftover yeah, kind of, we're gonna stay till the end. We bought a ticket. The comedy store is known for. Yeah, we still all have the those to guys. The end, we still have those, which guys. I love. Like I said, those ladies that I met with at Funny or Die, they they come and they stay till the end. They knew you. They knew all the work. The they know Don Barris. They know all of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, I, I love that there's actual young industry people that love the idea of this place and how long it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, and how we do go till. Two in the morning, sometimes three or four mm-hmm, in the morning, depending mm-hmm. on how late the shows go. Saturdays, the shows go late. Sometimes I leave here at 2.30. Don's still on. Yeah. So it's an amazing place. Everyone should come here. I think the late night, because you're more relaxed, Yeah. you can you can find your voice when yeah. you're in that, when you don't have that pressure on you and tons of people like in there, when it's scattered. And yeah. you still have great comedians coming around. You still Certainly. have great funny minds hanging out in the audience, too, and playing around. Mm-hmm. And this is late night stuff. And it's fun. Yeah. I like it. I love it. And it's, uh, you know, and and just because it isn't packed and just because it's not prime time doesn't mean that it's not funny or comedy or, you know, interesting. Yeah. 
you have to get going? You keep, uh, no, you're going just, on. I think there's a podcast after us. That's oh, okay. all I'm nervous about. But, all right, yeah, we should uh, probably wrap it up. I think we're like at an hour and a half. But I love it. I don't. I could talk to you all night because you're one of my favorite we're people. In, we're getting into a flow. It is a flow. It's a great flow. But you're like one of my favorite comics here. You know that. Well, thank you, Eleanor. The great Brody, Stephen Brody, Stephen. Stephen Brody, Stephen. Because that's Stephen my real name, Stephen Bro- Brody. You know, know every, everybody re- knows that. I remember your sister outing you here a long time ago saying she that. She came to the club. My yeah. Brother she Stephen. was like, Stephen. And I'm like, why does she call you by your last name? And this, I was just a waitress here. And you're like, no, that's my real name. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I like that, though. But did you make it Brody Stevens because, like, in school people would call you? Everybody always called me Brody. They I mean, always my mom would call me Stephen, obviously, and my sister and right. certain friends. But most people called me Brody. So yeah. when uh, I knew that. Yeah. So I, I, I like the name Brody. People call me Brody. And then I was thinking when I started to do stand-up, what would be my stand-up name? Because Steve Brody was a baseball player. He wasn't. He, oh. he wasn't a comedian. That was me. Okay. I wasn't a comedian, even though maybe I tried to be funny with my friends. I was funny with my friends. And of course, all that, you know. But Steve Brody, Stephen Brody, was a baseball player. Right. So I was thinking like, but people always thought Brody was my first name. So I said, oh, if I do comedy, I'll I'll keep Brody as my first name. So that's what so I said. Funny. So I just always thought, like, what would be a good name? Brody something. Then a Brody Stevens. You know, everyone figures out. And, and so Brody Stevens, they like that name. It's kind of a fun name. I love it. But when people would say it, it wasn't me. I knew it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm Brody, and I am Brody Stevens, this character. It was like kind yeah, of, uh, you know, a uh, amped up version. But sometimes people would be disappointed when they go, oh, your name's not Brody? Oh. They'd be disappointed a little bit. But it's so, still your name. It's still just my your name, last name. Yeah. But also a couple other comedians have done that, switched it around. I felt of like course. it wasn't original. So that so two reasons irked me in a sense that one, it wasn't original. Two, it wasn't it was kind of like not an alter ego, but like an amplified version right. of me. So then later on I don't know, five years ago, I started saying Stephen Brody Stevens. So I started. <laughs> I love that. I started combining Stephen Brody with Brody Stevens. Stephen so, Brody Stevens. So yeah. Brody protects little Stephen. So, Got so, it. So I'd rather have people be confused. Like, what does that mean? As opposed, oh, your name was. <laughs> so now they're not, they don't feel uh, lied to when I say my name yeah. is Stephen Brody. That's When they hear Brody Stevens, they go, Stephen Brody Stevens. Now they're just confused. There you go. As so, they should be, but I have I like. fun with it, and uh, you know, part of, part of it is doing these podcasts. And you have your own podcast. Did you start a new one, or is this the old? Because you've had one for a long. Well, time. Well, I've had one for a while. I did it on the Feral Audio Network, which turned into Starburns, and that was the Festival of Friendship. Okay, that was more one-on-one interviews, that sort of thing. Then I went to All Things Comedy. Yes. I said, let me do a sports podcast. That's Combine our Combine the two. Yeah. Festival of Sports. But I also feel like on the Festival of Sports, I don't always go into sports. I go into different topics. I go into different areas. Oh, okay. So I'm trying to maybe, still figuring out, am I going to be the Festival of Friendship or am I going to be something else? 
and because the but festival, you're still with all things, I'm still with all things comedy. Yes, but when I say festival of sports, I feel like I'm, it's a little limiting, limiting for me. A little hmm. bit. Not that I wouldn't do sports, but festival I don't want festival of Brody. Festival. Bingo. Yeah, I there like you go. that. Festival of Brody, F O B, something like that. <laughs> Why not? I love that F O B is great. The I bet I do need a, I do need to come up with a title that is catchy. Yeah, and festival of sports. Again, like you said, a little too. I don't want to give people the wrong idea because a lot of shows I don't even talk about sports. I just talk about. It's whatever. funny we talked about sports on this podcast, and we usually just talk about the comedy store, which we did mix the comedy store in. But yeah, we, talked po- a lot yeah about. we really didn't even think about it. We didn't really talk about the comedy store all that much. I mean, a little tonight. bit we mixed it in, but we all have been here so long. The comedy store that is that you know we talk about everything. Yeah. Does that yeah. make sense? Like, I mean, I've been here since 93, Rick, 2003, and then... 2000s when I got passed. 2000s when you got passed, but you were here back in the day. 90s, so. yeah. I Well, I, you know, in the 80s, my mom dated uh, her, her future husband, passed away, Jack. He lived over on Altaloma, right here at Sunset yeah. Altaloma. So in the 80s, I would be at his apartment. We'd go over there. And out on his balcony, you could look and see the comedy the, store, the comedy store, and the Sunset Strip. So when I was a kid <gasps> so in the '80s, I'd always see the lights of the comedy store. So I knew something was happening here. I wasn't ready for wow. it, but something was happening. And then even so, when I did my workshops, I'd drive by the comedy store every night, and that was back, like I said, back in like 1993. So there's there's always been that you know magic about this place. Yeah. And it is magical. That is a fact. Because it is, it, it's just anybody's welcome. Are you funny? Any, You're, you yeah, can the, be here. The door is wide open. There is no, I, I've had people say things like, oh, the comedy store is racist. And I'm like, no, there was one guy that was mouthy. Which guy? Tommy was a little mouthy. Okay. He, would, he would say some not nice things to people. And I get that. But you can't ever say that the comedy stores, right? Especially Mitzi Shore, or the Shores in general. They just the door is open, and funny is funny. They yeah. don't care what color, size, gender. They didn't give a shit, you know. Especially Mitzi. She any if you were funny, you were funny. She didn't care, right? And um, you know, she did, she wasn't like no this, no that. She, never. Tommy would just say stupid words to people. Because he was an idiot, but that was it. Like, other than that, if you were funny, Tommy didn't bother you too much either. Yeah. You know I, what I'm I, saying? I yeah. didn't have, uh, you know, I was, I would, I was Well, good... you were already here. Yeah. But I'm saying new guys coming in, you know, and the few uh, black guys that I, specifically black guys, I'm saying that, I'm trying to think if he messed with any of the Mexican or Hispanic. I don't know if he did, but I know for a fact, like two guys that I recommend it, that he was pretty <laughs> negative to. Yeah. And said some off color things, if you will. But it, that was just him being an idiot. Right. Like the so actual Florida. club, that's not fair that the club got like a lot of people. I heard what's his name say it? Um, the one who got in trouble for uh, Def Jam, Russell Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting in trouble for Me Too shit. Right. But he's like, comedy store is racist. And I'm like, what? He said that recently? Yes, he said it loud like a year ago. And I was like, dude, you're judging it on one it's idiot that had an encounter. This club is not racist. This club is funny as funny. Everybody is welcome. 
Everybody's We're the welcome. land of misfit toys yeah. in this goddamn club. We all, none of us really fit in anywhere else. This place, for some reason, we feel at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? They still, like, on some of the lineups, they still, like, on Twitter, like, even last night, some girl was complaining, like, not complaining, but she just said, like, no girls on the lineup kind of thing. You Again? Get that? Again? Is Tripoli here? I don't know. I think they were after us, but anyway, we were going to wrap it up, but. He's back. Now How was it? You guys started romancing. We did. He started making we started, eye contact. Uh, there yes. was some definite. We were uh, Brody mancing. There were ooh. some. Uh, there was some ooh. chemistry. I, I had a feeling. There was heat. I was upstairs on the stage and I was like, "What is that?" I don't think you had a set. I think you. What just is that pheromone explosion think, coming I from think the basement? You just wanted to give me the opportunity. That's right. Gave me hey. the in. Bros Wing before man. hoes, dude. Yeah, he there was saying go. that um, somebody complained last night that there wasn't any women or Just not enough Twitter. women. Just like Again, there's only two women like, on the line. They, they always do it. Someone yeah. the other day was like, oh, so no women are allowed to go up before midnight? It was like, shut up, loser. Some and, dude is trying to act like a feminist because he's probably, some cuck. Sh- when in actuality... The women probably were like, I can't go up until later because I have spots at other places. Or I'm no not knows. available. Yeah. Just that, yeah. People don't know. That's but right. sure enough, you know, Johnny fucking good guy is out there on Twitter <laughs> trying to show the world what a fucking free thinker he is. It's like, oh, thanks for pointing it out. Why don't you go back to your fucking job serving coffee to okay. losers at a production company that <laughs> hasn't made a movie or a TV show worth a damn. Yes. Rick just got off stage, people. He's <sighs> I'm charged it. up. You he is. How was it? it? Was it a good show? Was it fun? They're they're all right. They're good. I you know, I didn't care for them, but <gasps> they were all right. Is it packed? It's it's pretty close to packed. Sunday nights are like uh I like you know, wild cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cuz they don't cuz they could be a little reserved. A lot reserved. of foreigners. A lot of yeah, a lot of foreigners because Maybe they didn't go out on Friday night, Saturday night, yeah. or their or it's family night too. I'll take mom and dad out on a Sunday. Yeah, night. and it's also a lot of uh, it's a lot of people who you know flew in today probably. Right, uh, gonna jump on the week. Yeah, so but but they're they're okay. That's all I'll say. I, I didn't like care it. for them, but they were okay. Well, I don't go up for a little bit, but I'm excited to yeah. be here and perform. Um. We were just uh, we were talking about Brody's special that people can get that. Yes, uh, what was is that Amazon now? Where's it? You can find it on Amazon and also uh, iTunes, Amazon Prime. What, it, that was supposed to be a, a CISO. CISO. So oh, that went away. Right. So it, now, did you get paid from CISO, and then you get to resell it because the company? Yeah, something under? like that. Yes, that's cool. So I lucked out. That's really you got good. in. I wish I, I wish I would have gotten in, but the comedy store just kept lying to me, Brody. They did. They kept saying we're going to do a special, we're going to do a special, and then they just never did a special. And then they told me you can't rent it out. We're not doing that anymore. And then next thing you know, you're doing a special. Someone else is doing a special, and I go, wow, why are why are they doing special? Oh well, they, they decided to to let some people. You should be specials. doing a special. I agree. No one has let me do a special. I even even had a financial backer at one point. Yeah. And the comedy store told me, no, you can't do a special here. And then they came back and said, you can do it, but we're producing it. And then, sure enough, they fucking lied to me. And they just kept pushing it back? They just kept pushing it back, and now it's not even a thing anymore. We're going to do it somewhere else. I got to find somewhere else to do it. 
with Polly. <laughs> Polly at one point offered, you know, no money, but we'll film this thing, dude. We'll do it at Flappers, bro, and then we'll sell it to YouTube's. <laughs> That's what he said? Yeah. I go, what? wait, why are we doing it at a different club? No, dude, you don't need the comedy store. Flappers is where it's at. I, go, I, won't, do, I won't do Flappers if they paid me yeah. a ton of money. That's such a garbage club. It's a rough place. No, times. dude, Flappers, that's where it's at, bro. We'll do it over there, dude. It's not my favorite, but I like the people that run it. Like Flappers. The people are nice. They're saying trash. The, the people that run it? Yeah. No. With their, we don't pay anyone but the headliners. It, it's it's a circus over there. Yeah, they it's shouldn't make any money. It's definitely a glorified open mic. a pile of trash. <laughs> I'd rather do a show at Pizza Rev over there, you know? Ooh, Ooh I like Pizza Rev. I like pizza. So, they have a good sound system. <laughs> That's what it's all about. Pizza Rev has a good sound system? Well, yeah, they're, they're good uh, acoustics. How yeah. do you know that, Rick? Uh, I was just naming a random restaurant. I How do you the know area. they have... Do I was they just do... playing. I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He, he just excited. He's a like, yes and man. He knows how to right. do improv. Wrote, yeah, he's an improver. Like, the uh, Pizza Rev and, you know, they do a after party at uh, Sharky's. Yeah, Sharky's, uh, Qdoba, anywhere but Flappers and Burbank. We're going to go back to Kansas City and do it there. And, and Express has a great little uh, bringer show. Okay. Yeah, I'd, do it in okay. The, I'd rather do it in the bathroom I've at Panda. I've seen... But but they have to stay open at ten o'clock. None of this nine thirty bullshit. Yeah, what's with the nine thirty right. closing? Trash people. That's what's up. Really with upset me. Well, who did this? Panda me. Express. Who? Wait a minute. You guys eat Panda, Panda Express? Express? Yeah. I, Why not? I, I I only saw Brody tweeting that Panda <laughs> Express was closed at nine thirty, and he was very upset about it. So <laughs> it's embarrassing. You don't you don't walk. That in. is a hat. Yeah, that's a weird. Because if if you're coming up like on it's it might be if it's nine fifty nine, I don't want to go up and. Pull the door and look like that guy. Yeah. But 930, you're thinking, no big deal. Oh, you're closed. Dude, Panda Express <laughs> is so weird because you can go in at like 9 or you can go in at 840 and you'll be like, oh, you don't have any more orange chicken. They're like, no, we're done. It's like, you're open for another 45 minutes. Get the orange chicken going. Yeah. Don't pull this shit. Just it's right cause... up there with the like shake machines being closed. Oh, at that... McDonald's. They're not closed. That's yeah. right. It's not being cleaned. That's I want right. my chocolate shake. Yeah. I yeah. agree, Brody. I don't like that either. When I, when I worked at Dairy Queen, we kept the machine running until we closed. Ooh. And then you had to stay open for another hour cleaning up. But you know what? It says open. So keep the machine going. The shakes are always the machine and it's getting earlier and earlier. It's like 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock. We're cleaning the... Oh the, yeah. That, they've lost a lot of business on those freaking... They've lost a lot of teeth because I've punched people. Yeah. Over shakes? Yes. You don't close that. I like the. I like to get the uh, uh, Sundays. Yeah. 40 billion served? Well, it could be 50 billion if you didn't have this crummy policy. It's a racket. It is a racket. All right, I think there's other people because they're wandering around. Okay. It's All supposed right. to be Tripoli, but I don't know. He's not here? Someone else. Oh, All he right. says we can keep going. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, it's getting late. We did a long time. Check Brody out yawning. Brody on everything. Brody's yawning. Yep. He's upset the Panda Express is closed. 9.30. It's ridiculous. 10.45. And I went, I, went to pa- I went to Panera. Everything's Pan. Panera. Panda. Yeah. Pan Am Airlines. Pandering. Pandering. Mm-hmm. And I got a sandwich and chips, a little combo, yeah, and a, a small drink. Forty-five dollars. It's like ten bucks, and it was like an appetizer. Yeah, it was like oh. not enough food. You don't go there because you know 
they have they have sprouts that they serve on some sandwiches, so we all got to pay an extra forty dollars. So I went to Panera to try and like be a nice guy, and I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows Panera's where the nice guys go. That's why I do and not I'm respect them. Starving. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you see a, a Panera, Pantera. God damn it! Whoa. This guy's good. This guy's good. I, I think we have to close Pantera. on that. How yep. are we going to follow that? Nobody you can't follow, can follow that. You can't follow that much pan. You got it. You got it. All right, guys. Thank you Thanks so for much listening. for listening. Rate us. Subscribe. All that stuff. Listen to Brody's podcast, uh, the Festival of Brody. Festival of Brody. Yes. yes. That's the name we want to call it. Okay. Uh, used to be Festival of Sports, but either one. Festival of Friendship. Yeah. Oh, I like that we'll one, that. too. That's, FOF that's, we'll is good. Bring it back too. So this was good. Thank you very much. Thank you, Brody, for coming. And we learned a lot. We talked, communicated. Romance. Romance. We did it all. Brody Mance. Thanks, guys. Thank you.